Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all. The glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Everyone, welcome back. We are uh, doing it live again. We're back to live here on Cover to Cover. Thank you for putting up with our uh, our episodes when I was in Canada and Hawaii. We did some evergreen episodes. I felt they were pretty good, but uh, we are back live talking about all the uh, stories that are hitting the papers in the last week or so. Uh, some of these may be a little older, you know, because uh, we haven't been here. I've been in Hawaii. Thank you to all the people in Maui. What a an amazing time that Hawaii is. If you get a chance to go on a vacation, I highly recommend the Andaz Hotel in Maui. They didn't give me a damn thing to say that, but perhaps they should because I spent about ten grand there this weekend on fourteen dollar uh, Bud Lights and uh, you know twenty seven dollar pina coladas. Uh, and it was great. Uh, so that was fun. Now I'm back. Was in Canada. Thank you for coming to those shows. There was a lot of cover to cover people at the Comedy Cave in Calgary, in Canada, where I was for a week. And if you ever spent time in Canada, it's uh, fucking Canada, uh, and it's a week in Canada, and it is. Uh, I, listen, they're nice people, Canadians, but you know why they're nice people? Because they have to be, because it's fucking Canada. And what else are they going to do but be nice? Because otherwise, Canada would be a complete mess. The food sucks. The people are nice. No, no. I'm gonna have to go back there in another month, and I'm like, great, welcome back, you prick. No, it was people are very nice, and I do enjoy Canada, but Calgary's a little bit different than most of Canada, as you probably know. Calgary is basically, uh, you take your Midwest here in America, or not even the mid, you know, the South, and you know, you, you people know what I'm talking about. That's Calgary in Canada. So that's where I was, back. But happy to be back in Los Angeles. Happy to be back with Alex. Hello, Alex. Welcome back. Alex was out on the road a little bit. Yes, went to sir. Went to, played a couple of bars in uh, in Vegas. Had a good, had, had good shows, you and your friends, rolling around in a, in a what do you get it? You rent in yourself a like a minivan. 15 passenger. Oh, yeah, a 15 yeah. passenger. You guys roll around in that. Yeah, I brought a couple guys to video document the whole thing. So it was Bo- a good time, oh, yeah. Beautiful. I can't yeah. wait for you people to watch that video Dude. documentary of Six open micers driving around Las Vegas in a 12-passenger van. Getting sign crazy. Me, sign me up to watch Getting that. Crazy. Oh, boy. You thought that Finding Neverland was a good documentary? Wait till you see mm-hmm. Alex telling his abortion jokes at a bar in Henderson, Nevada. So uh, yesterday, I uh, <laughs> I botched the the uh, first recording of this. We, so are this we, are is, you going to tell this people? Is just, this is oh, just crazy. I was, <laughs> was going to let you off the hook. 
I was gonna. Uh, I'll, now that you mentioned Chris it, I'm gonna is, fucking Chris tell you. Chris is leaning into it pretty I, heavy not, on me I'm here. Not. I'm just goofing on out. Oh, so this is the second run of this episode because I uh, came down here, and let me tell you, it's no easy task for me to get to this uh, studio that we're at. I drive from uh, great distances, and um, I was driving uh, to to uh, away from here last yesterday, and I get a call from Alex, which that's a first. I've never got an actual phone call from Alex, and he tells me that he screwed up the entire recording of the episode that we did, which was pretty good, by the way. It was a good, uh, it was one. A good episode. I messed up a good one. And uh, he had like a, some sort of weird effect on it where, where I sounded like I was in a cave. Um, and we do, we're doing it again. That's it. I wasn't going to bring it up. I was going to let Alex <laughs> off the hook because it's not the first time he's fucked up the sound. I mean, I, if it was the first time, I'd say, hey, Oh, no the problem. last time it was the soundboard. Yeah, yeah. I'm not taking yeah, credit for is, that this one. five or six. And then my, we had my friend Steve Marmelstein was here uh, you what, know, a few what? weeks ago. And I said, Steve didn't sound very well. And Steve goes, well, shouldn't your sound guy tell you that? I'm like, well, yeah, he, most would, but not Alex. Mm. Alex, you know, he's, he's Alex. But I love him, and I'm happy to have him here. And hey, listen, we all make mistakes. So I wasn't even going to bring it up. I completely understand. <laughs> understand but uh, that's the story on that when we're back we're gonna do it again so let's get into it alex we you know we started yesterday saying it and we're gonna say it again i know the story may be a little old but it keeps rearing its head uh this jesse smollett you know now the latest thing about this guy is the all every this happened you know about a week ago i guess all the charges have been dropped. The the uh, I guess district attorney, or I believe that's what it is. I'm not really a legal guy, but whoever makes these decisions in Chicago said, "That's it. No more. No more. Uh, no more time in jail for this guy. No more charges." He did some community service. They said they said he finished his community service, which I uh, I have no idea how he finished community service. This was a month ago that this crime happened, and I usually hear community service like ten thousand hours or. 20,000 hours. So he must have had three hours. Yeah, he had service. six whole hours. Yeah, that he yeah. went, he had to, I heard he went to Jesse Jackson's uh, offices, which I maybe are in Chicago, and he stuffed- he had tea with him for and six <laughs> And he stuffed envelopes, whatever Jesse Jackson was putting into envelopes, he's mailing things, and, and Jesse Smollett did that, and now he's off the hook, which- uh, then I saw the press conference of, of the chief of police in Chicago, who's very angry about this, as he should be. This These people went above and beyond, I believe, the police, the FBI. So many people were involved in investigating this case, which I said on this podcast from day one was bullshit. I knew it was bullshit. The story never added up to me. It continues to not add up to me. I don't understand why... Uh, now, if the charges have been dropped, does that mean they're saying the story was legitimate? Like he was attacked by two MAGA guys on the f most freezing cold night of the year in Chicago at 3 o'clock in the morning? Two MAGA guys did yell out, hey, guy from Empire who nobody fucking knows. If you sent this guy down the street where Olympic Boulevard over here are, the middle of the street, screaming, you I'm send a that guy, guy down Santa Monica no one knows Nobody would know who Jesse yeah. Smollett is. And But in at 3 o'clock in the morning on the freezing cold streets of Chicago, two guys recognized him, beat him, put him in his arms. This is what we're supposed to believe. You know, so, MAGA guys, the people who watch Empire. Exactly. All of it. So we all know the story, so I don't want to rehash the story because it, you know we've done this uh, you know uh, over and over again because it just keeps getting cr more and more crazy and this guy keeps making you know doing press conferences saying I am completely innocent I have told the truth he did this when he sang you know he did that concert here in Los Angeles right after it happened and he went up there and told everyone uh, this is terrible I mean I don't know how you continue to bullshit over and I said on the podcast yesterday uh, the one that Alex fucked up I said uh, <laughs> I said I believe the gay thing is bullshit Shit. I really do. I think I don't even think he's gay. I think he's fake gay to get more uh, attention for that. Like I, 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 I'm, I'll go as far as saying that. How do you like that? I still believe the story's bullshit. I watched the Robin Roberts interview again because it popped up while I was looking at the stuff about him being cleared of the charges, and uh, and it's it's a completely bullshit story. The whole thing about it, and I was and I feel bad 
for the city of Chicago. I do because then the um, the a man with the mayor or who got up there and spoke and Rahm Emanuel, I think it is, and he was t- talking about how you know the city's been screwed over by this because now people think there's people roaming the streets three o'clock in the morning, putting nooses around people's necks and throwing bleach on them, and it, that could be happening in certain parts of Chicago, but it's it didn't happen in this case, and it's I love Chicago. It's one of my favorite cities to go to. It's a great city, and I feel they they got a bit of a scar on them from this story, and it keeps getting rehashed. You know, now uh, I would say I I feel bad for the city of Chicago. You know, this Jussie Smollett, the fifth lead on a fucking TV show that nobody's watching, wound up fucking over the city of Chicago worse than Steve Bartman. Does anyone remember who that was? He's the kid who tried to catch that foul ball during the Cubs World Series a few years back. Poor kid. I don't know. He reached over. Didn't even reach over. The poor kid's like some nerd going to the game by himself, sitting there with his headphones. And we all remember the story if you're old enough. I forget what year it was. And he stands up to catch a foul ball, which anybody would do. He didn't even lean over. People said he leaned over into the field of play, but he did not. And the guy jumped in. I think it was Moises Alou. Jumps into the crowd, says, this guy blocked the ball. Fucking they lose the World Series. And they say the curse continues. Anyway, the poor guy never was to be heard from again. He's still alive and around, but he wouldn't. He won't even. When they won the World Series last year, two years ago, the Chicago Cubs, they invited him to come back and be a part of the parade. He was like, no, I didn't want to show my face ever again, ever. And, and this poor guy didn't do anything wrong. And the city of Chicago fucking hated him for years. And this Jesse Smollett does what he does and fucks over the entire city and he's running around looking all cute, got nice hair, nice suits. He'll probably be on TV again. This fucking guy will be on Big Brother or some other thing. They'll put him in. You 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 wait and see. Tyler Perry will fucking bring, put this guy in one of his shows, make him be the angry boy, you know, boyfriend of uh I don't know, Tiffany Haddish or whoever the fuck does these movies. And that'll be the the, the situation. <laughs> the whole thing's fucking crazy. And then this, the Mueller thing came out the same week. Now the crazy shit that we all went through for two years. Is there is there Russian coercion? Is there not? Then it comes out, no, there's not. But, of course, everybody did their thing on it. You know, they all took their sides. Nobody... We can't agree on anything. This country, you're either on one side or the other. Even with the Jesse Smollett thing, which I thought was so strange, that that became a political hot topic. I'm like, how is this a fucking political topic? I mean, there's nothing really, I mean, other than the the guy said that was MAGA hats, maybe that made it political. But people were really ramping themselves up politically about this. This, I was just like, this is some asshole making up a story to try and get publicity for a shit TV show on Fox. Oh, I thought you were talking about the no the, the collusion thing. thing. Well, that's, that's so a I'm similar saying, synopsis. I'm saying that you, you're the side you're on. You stay on that side regardless. You like, find facts to support you yourself. Nobody will ever admit. And I'm not saying that was whether it was collusion or not collusion it doesn't make any difference to me. It's just fucking. It, I don't care. It doesn't. I, I don't have enough time in my life to think about collusion. I, I know it's. Sh- I probably should. I know the world is going to be a horrible place if the Russians collude in our our, our elections. But I ca- I can't. I can't. I got things going on. I got to be in. I got to be in Boston. Uh, you know, in a couple of weeks at the Laugh Boston Comedy Club, and I got to worry about this. I got to worry if people show up to the comedy club these are the things that concern me russian collusion i wish i had the time in my life to sit there and concern myself with russian collusion i know i sound like a dumb fucking american who doesn't care about these things but i I used to care i can't anymore what is what is me screaming on twitter and facebook gonna do to the world in russian collusion if if there is it or isn't it or whatever Anyway, that came out. Nothing. Everybody go about your business. Sorry we wasted $75 million on it. I mean, there's literally tents on the streets here in Los Angeles. People can't afford their houses. And I I know some of them are drug addicts, but even that's a problem. But we were able to spend $75 million on that. Forget that. That's not even anything. $75 million collusion. We spend that on a fucking one bomb over in, you know, I don't know, Syria. It's fucking all. These are these. Anyway, who gives a shit about all that? Here's a problem you really need to concern yourself with. They shot another guy. They shot this kid here in Los Angeles. We had more shootings. We love to fucking shoot each other in America. We shot this kid, 33 years old, I believe he is. Uh, you know, a hip hop guy. I, you know, I always say on the show, I'm not a huge hip hop guy. So, uh, 
I, you know, but I know the name. I, I know Nipsey Hussle. I, I know he's, you know, a legitimate rap guy. And I know people like him. I know he's trying to change the city of Los Angeles. I know he's had some gang affiliations in the past, but he was out there, you know, opening businesses down in some shitty parts of Los Angeles. And he was helping kids in schools out. And he seemed like a pretty decent, nice guy. From what I know, I don't know anything about it, but he got shot and killed a couple of nights ago here in Los Angeles out in front of a store that he owned, I believe him and two other guys. They were all shot Two the, the other two survived. He was, he was murdered and they, they wound up getting the guy they, he's, he'd been on the run for a couple of days. Now I say on the run, they found him in Bellflower, which if you know anything about Los Angeles is about eh, 25 minutes from here. So he had three days to fucking run. And he could have, three days, I didn't even get pretty far, but he made it to Bellflower, which is 25 minutes away. And uh, that's what I found him. And I guess, he, you know, it's a gang, it's gang shit from what, I, from what I'm gathering. I'm just judging by the guy's neck tattoos. I saw the guy who was caught and he had a lot of neck tattoos and I assume that's a gang thing. Although these days, neck tattoos, you can also be a guy who does dry bar comedy chef, specials. Yeah. You, know, I mean, that's, you know, that's fucking, the neck tattoos are not as rebellious as they once were. You know what I mean? But anyway, this kid had neck tattoos all over his neck. And he, apparently, I'm reading today in today's paper that he was also a rap guy uh, and had a beef with with um, with Nipsey Hussle. And, you know, th- that's this that's this gang shit eventually gets you. And I feel bad. It's You know, it sucks that this poor guy who seemed like he was, you know, on the straight and narrow and helping out the world got killed. And, uh, you know, all my friends who were into hip-hop and stuff seemed to really like him. And, yeah, good guy. Uh, Alex, can you get up? Let's get a little Nipsey Hustle. Um, see if we can. Here it is. This is Nipsey Hustle, everybody. I, I would imagine most of you who listen to the Cover to Cover podcast are not familiar with the work of Nipsey Hustle. Okay. He was riding around in a V12 with the racks in the middle. Now I know all this shit means something to you, but I, as a guy who drives a Buick, I don't know if there's, I don't know if I have racks in the middle of it, but I have a nice. I tell you what, I do have in the middle of it an area to keep my chapsticks and uh, moisturizing cream and things like that. But I, I'm not gonna rap about. It. I'm like, I, I ride around in my Buick with a thing in the middle with it for my chapstick. Doesn't make any sense. I, I think you do have racks. I do. T- tell the good people you've got racks. Racks in the middle. Of racks my, in the middle. Uh, maybe you don't keep them in the Buick, but it's uh, brand new. I just got another Buick, a, brand new one. Yeah. So you know, Which I'm not it, bragging. That new but Buick probably cost you a couple racks. Yeah. Y- it did. It yeah. did. I guess. You sure dropped it did. some racks on sure that Buick. It did. I leased it, so I don't know if I'm. Yeah. Oh, well. Can I say that in the rap song? I got a. I got a <laughs> thirty-six. Le- I got a thirty-six month lease. Uh, Twelve thousand miles a year, brother. Okay, look, you could you can mention here. a lease, but I wouldn't tell him it's a Buick. If you're gonna I know, lease, but you know, you here's the thing. I used to have a Cadillac. I had the fanciest Cadillac going when I was making tons of money on television. I, I bought a $95,000 car. I could tell anybody who ever makes any money in life, don't. It's, <laughs> there's nothing more worthless. I thought this was going to, the pussy was going to be gu- fucking falling out of trees as I drove down the street. I was like, every girl is going to be like, is that the fucking Cadillac CTSV, fastest car on the street, $96,000? Not one. I had the car for three years. Not one person ever said, is that, you know. Because you did it in Los Angeles. You do that in anywhere else. It, people are like, ooh. Every now and again, I would pull up to a valet and the valet would be like, this is a fucking nice car. But it wasn't worth nine. My my lease was nine hundred seventy five dollars a month, and um, valet attendance. So I drove it back trees. to Cadillac GMC Buick, and the guy's like, "What do you want? You want to move into the next Cadillac?" I was like, "Fuck that! Where's my Buick?" And that's what I've been driving in for the last three years, and I fucking love it. So anyway, uh, rest in peace to Nipsey uh, Hustle. I know, like I said, most of you people probably are more familiar with the works of Nipsey Russell, who he's named after, um, who. <laughs> For those of you who are as old as me, remember Nipsey Russell from like game shows and, you know, uh, match game and stuff like that. He was a comedian in the 50s and 60s and maybe even into the 70s. I think he was a comedian. Honestly, he made rhymes up. He would say thing. Uh, he would rhyme things on Match Game, and that's how where this guy takes his name from. Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey Russell. When I first read the story, I'm like, oh shit, somebody shot Nipsey Russell. <laughs> but I thought he'd been dead for years. <laughs> but it was not. It was Nipsey Hussle. Anyway, the whole thing is sad. Sorry to hear that. On to the next story that seems to be getting a lot of attention is uh, 
we have a thing here in Beverly Hills, uh, California, called the Beverly Hills Hotel. We also have a thing called the Bel Air Hotel. Now, Alex, you said you've been to neither. Neither. Bel Air. Um, let me just introduce one other person we have here right now. We have a fellow named Paul who's doing some sound. Uh, Paul works this comedy. I want to introduce you, Paul, just so you don't have to sit there like you don't, pretending like you can't hear what's going on. Paul is doing the sound today because Alex fucked it up yesterday. We have a professional came in, and we, but I still had Alex here because I like his take on things and um, he's not doing anything currently just sitting here and commenting so I figured he'd be quicker on the draw of like looking up the facts and stuff still hasn't changed that he still looks up absolutely nothing and uh, you know I thought it was because he was doing the sound that he was not contributing to the stories but now I realize that he just doesn't fucking care he's just sitting there you're not so anyway, we have Paul here who's doing the sound as well. So, Paul, have you ever been? No, no, no. Oh, you can, yeah. Have you ever been to the Beverly Hills Hotel or the Bel Bar- Air Hotel? No, I haven't been to either You have of them. not. Okay. No. Well, you can no longer go. If either, if either of you two ever get, walk, get into some money and you say, I'm going to go spend $9,000 a day on a room at the Bel Air Hotel, the Beverly Hills Hotel, both of which I have been to. I don't think I've stayed in the rooms at either one of them, but I've been there for like, you know, a meeting or something. And it, they're beautiful, gorgeous hotels. You can no longer go because George Clooney, Ellen DeGeneres, and Elton John have said no longer go to the Bel Air Hotel or the Beverly Hills Hotel because they're owned by the Sultan of Brunei. Now, I did look this up yesterday, Alex, because we talked about it for a little while. Um, and I, the Sultan of Brunei hat is one person. You don't become... You know, it's not like President of the United States where you become... A, the Sultan of Brunei has been in power for 50 years, I've read, in, the, in Brunei. Brunei is a. T- oh, I didn't. I realized that I didn't re- realize this until I read the article. Is a tiny little country in uh, in like a Middle East kind of. Uh, it's in. Is it? In, it's in Burma. Uh, I'm looking it up. Yeah. That's my job. Hold no, on. Like, thank I'm, you. I'm, thank. I'm, you. It's in Burma or something like that. This is what I read. Um, anyway. They have very actually on the t- island of Borneo. Borneo, that's it, not Burma. Borneo, thank you. So this, what has today? There, they are uh, uh, unveiling. I guess that's the word, and that's not the word, but that'll that'll be the word for now. New uh, laws, uh, Sharia laws, what they what they go by. Which, uh, from what I've gathered from Sharia law, it's the Middle Eastern shit where you just fucking hate everybody and you just want to kill everybody. And if you do anything, you get your hand cut off or your leg cut off, or if you steal. So they're actually bringing back uh, these middle, you know, fucking medieval fucking rules about LGBT. You know, if you're gay in 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 uh, in Borneo, B- Borneo, or wherever this is, uh, Bernai, uh, you you would be stoned to death if you're found out to be homosexual. If you found out to uh, cheat on your wife or with your wife, you will be stoned to death. Um, and so Clooney and and Ellen and and Elton John are saying, don't go to these hotels. This fucking guy is the is the you know the head of a country that has savage policies, and I kind of agree with them. Like, who the fuck? What kind of world are we living in still? To and to this day, that people are gonna stone you if you're fucking gay. Like, uh, are they living in a world where they believe gay people don't exist? I don't understand. Like, even the, I'm not saying. it's a completely different level of it. But in the South and the Midwest, there's still people who have these anti-gay policies where it's like, I... Do you, do you, is it a religious thing? Do you think they don't exist? You obviously have seen Nathan Lane in a film or who, you know, Don Lemon on CNN. Like, you understand these are gay people. And Ellen DeGeneres on, on her show, they're gay people. They're in the world. They're surviving. They're having a, you know, they live like we live. What the fuck is wrong with you people that you think they need to be stoned to death? What? I mean, I fuck you. Sultan of Brunei, one of the richest men in the world. Fuck, unless, of course, you want me to perf- come perform at your palace, then, you know, for a nice price. I will be there. I don't give a fuck who you stone. I'm No problem. I'll show up. 100 grand. <laughs> you got, I'll give you 45 solid minutes if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> and then you get, and then after the show's over, you can stone whoever the fuck you want. Not important to me <laughs> for the right price. <laughs> but I would never stay in your hotel, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 
And so now there's a little bit of heat about this whole thing because George Clooney is saying don't don't go there, Elton John and and Ellen. And of course now you're getting all these people once again saying, which I kind of understand a little bit, where they're thinking it's now it's once again people saying, hey man, why don't you rich people tell us what to do some more? You know, why don't you rich fucking George Clooney from uh, wherever he stays in Italy? He's got that gorgeous home in Italy on Lake Como with his beautiful wife, probably you know fucking running around on a yacht somewhere telling people hey don't go to the bel the bel air hotel or beverly hills hotel because but you know yet the the yacht that he's probably driving on was probably made by a saudi arabian guy who they do the same shit everybody i got news for you that fucking woman can't drive in saudi arabia they just they just lifted some ban on letting women go to the movies by themselves ah what a fucking bunch of gentlemen letting letting a woman go to them i you know my father spent some time in saudi arabia in the 70s he went there to work and I remember really? him coming back. Yeah, oh yeah, from he worked for, for. What was he doing? He was like a a, 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 a um, construction, not it's uh, a hitman. You know what? That'd be great if he was. It would have made for such a more entertaining life for me. But he was like a contractor. You know, yeah. they were building hospitals and shit. This is before Saudi, and he came back from it there. This is 1975, and he was just like, "It's a godforsaken desert." I remember him saying that, like, "It's a fucking shithole." Uh, outside of like the fucking palaces, you know, the real people living on, it was just awful. So anyway, there you have it. Don't go to the Beverly Hills Hotel. Who was going anyway? I have no, nobody we know. Nobody. No, now Alex isn't going. Paul's not going. I'm not going. None of us are going to the Bel Air Hotel, Beverly Hills Hotel. It's it's three thousand dollars a night. You could buy a cheeseburger there for seventy five dollars. If you're a producer, like some sleazy Hollywood producer, you're going there looking for hookers because that's a lot of what was going on there in the bar at the Beverly Hills Hotel and the Bel Air Hotel. You can get a high a high end hooker. Um, and that's and now they've even moved on. Even the hookers, they won't put up with the stoning stuff. They're like, we can't. We're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna go to the peninsula in Beverly Hills and suck our dicks because we're not gonna be putting up with this, with this gay bashing. And I don't, you know, I'm the, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I, as far as stoning goes, what a fucking weird. So I've actually watched video of it. You can see it on YouTube. You know, it's like they have these women in the streets. It's barbaric shit. And whatever the woman has done, I don't know, she fucking showed her ankles and they'll fucking, they have her yeah. in the middle of the road throwing rocks at her. Just, you're like a, a woman to throwing rocks. <clears throat> it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. And we could probably, they, they would probably do it here. Honestly, there would be some people in America who would stone you. If the problem with America, though, is here's our thing we don't have any stones, there's no rocks. I've lived in Los Angeles my entire, you know, for the last fucking 25, 30 years. I have yet to see a rock walking down these streets. If if someone told me to stone a gay guy, I'd say, go stone him. He's a homosexual. I'd be like, I would love to. I don't have, there's no rocks. I've I've been walking on fucking Melrose for an hour and a half. I have not, I have seen not even a pebble. What am I going to hit this <laughs> fellow with? I can't. There's no rocks here. Maybe a I could find a stick. If you're lucky, I could find a stick or... um. That's about it. I can't, I can't, this guy, I'm going to have to let this gay guy live today because I don't, there's no rocks around. We don't have them here in America. Maybe out in Arizona, I've seen, you know, like there's rocks out there. If you, you know, if you want to go stone people out in Arizona, there's some rocks. <laughs> New York, I've been to New York. I've been to Nashville, Chicago, Miami. I haven't seen rocks in any of those cities. So you gay people, go enjoy your life in those cities because no, nobody's stoning you there. They, you can't. No fucking rocks. What happen? You'd have to go to Home Depot and buy those little red, uh, white rocks that you put in your garden to keep weeds down. And no, that's not going to kill anybody. You throw those white rocks at a gay guy, they'll fucking f use them to put on a belt and, and maybe, uh, you know, back of a jacket to make it uh, bedazzled. That's what they would do with that. Not going to kill them. Anyway, it's fucking crazy, Alex. You can't go. Don't go to the Beverly Hills Hotel, everybody. Uh, you can no longer do that. I think uh, I, if they keep this up, I can afford it soon. And I'm going. I'm I, see I what wonder, all the I wonder if that's what's going to happen now. I wonder if, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of the people who work there, because I guess it's a good gig. I guess like a union kind of place. So the, all the poor bartenders and waiters who are working in the hotel and that restaurant are like, now they're not making any money. Like, shit, we're screwed. Nobody's coming anymore. Because it's been going on a while. I, it, it seems to have uh, since um, reared its head again. But this has been going on for quite some time. 
time. I know there's been a boycott of the Beverly Hills Hotel for at least two years now. So anyway, yeah, that's a that's interesting. So the Sultan owns these, or the, the Sultan the, not only the owns state they, of Brunei, I guess, owns these hotels. Is this like a big money maker for their country, essentially? Or? I, that's what another thing people are saying. Yeah. They're like big fucking deal. Like oh, there's not going to be people going to the his, the, the hotel in Beverly Hills. He's going to go out of business. Like he's mm. got ninety billion dollars. This won't affect him yeah. at all. But mm. I guess it's just a real estate thing. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of the most uh, expensive properties in the world to have it. I mean, if he had his way, he'd probably knock it down and, you know, make it an in and out. You know, he palace, give a fuck. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think he gives a fuck that it's a hotel or not. I don't know if he's even been there. I don't think I've ever been to America. I even, if you, if the Sultan of Brunei walked in here right now to start a podcast and judge by this podcast company, they give one to everybody. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy gets a fucking podcast here next week. I wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Sultan of Brunei's pop up show. I wouldn't fucking surprise me. So, if he comes walking in here right now, I wouldn't know who it is. I really wouldn't. I don't know the Sultan of Brunei. You wouldn't know him if you saw I him? I would not know him if I saw him. I don't know if he's 80 or 25. What about... Uh... <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> anyway, let's go on to another topic. I've been buying the USA Today lately because the USA Today, I don't know if you have thumbed through it, it is just, it's articles written, written for complete dummies. It's real short and real simple and real, you know, just kind of like if you're going to read it in the airport, you know, you can, get, you can knock it out in between, you know, flights. So here's a huge problem that, that I'm not kidding is on the cover of the USA Today. I saw it when I was in Hawaii and I had to bring it back with me. And this is a big problem, people. Well, here's the problem. Denali. I didn't know what that was. But apparently Denali is Mount McKinley. Mount McKinley, which I, I used to hear about all the time as a child. Uh, Denali is uh, McKinley. Mount McKinley is in, is in uh, Alaska. Huge mountain that I know people have always wanted to climb over the years. You could hear people climbing Mount McKinley. But now it's been renamed Denali. I don't know why. I don't know how that happened. It's like, uh, I guess it's like the John uh, Cougar Mellencamp of mountains, you know. It was Mount McKinley. Like John Cougar was John Cougar, and then uh, years later, they were like, I don't, I don't like that name. So they said, you want to be Denali? He's like, I'd rather be Denali, just like Mellencamp went with Mellencamp. Probably a similar thing. I don't know. But anyway, it's now called Denali. That's not the issue. The problem is there's, there's so much human shit, poop, on this mountain from people climbing it for the last 50 years. They say there's 66 tons of frozen feces left by climbers on the Alaska summit. It's likely to start melting out of the glacier in the coming decades, possibly as soon as this summer, a process that's speeding up due in part to global warming. So the shit that these people left up there for the last 50 years, 66 tons of it, is about to come rolling back down that hill because it's, it's thawing out. And it's been, you know, I don't know, petrified up there for many years. So now they're saying that all the rivers and stuff around Mount McKinley are, are tainted with human feces because these people have been shitting up there for, for you know, like a 50, 60, 100 years. I, this is another thing I don't do. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a thrill seeker. We talked about this a little. Mm. Uh, Alex says he climbs boulders and stuff. Um, but... That's about it. You're not a thrill seeker. You're not a, I'm no. going to go hang glide. I don't hang glide. If yeah. It, if it's in the air, I don't do it. I'm the same way. Like, I just, like tall I'm buildings. fine. Like, I, I'm a, like people are like, yeah, I'm going to go skydiving. Like, for, for what? Why? Why am I skydiving? Mm. For, I, I'm, I, I bet I've been perfectly fine on the ground for the last 50 years. I don't need to go skydiving. I, look, oh, it's amazing thrill. It's amazing thrill. You know, it's a, you want to be thrilled? Go up on a fucking second show on a Friday night in uh, in in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You want a fucking thrill? You want to you want to feel what it's like to jump out of a plane? I dare you. Get up in front of drunk, toothless fucking freaks in Milwaukee on a on a Friday night at one o'clock in the morning. That's a fucking thrill. I've been doing that for fucking twenty five years. Jump out of a plane? Why would I jump out of a fucking plane? I've played the comedy store belly room on a fucking Tuesday night. Think I need to jump out of a fucking plane? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get my thrills. <laughs> anyway, the, sh the poop is coming, people. It's rolling down the hill. For those of you who live in Alaska, and I've been to Alaska, I, these the, the the least of their problems is poop coming on their on their on on them. They got they, the poop, the poop, the poop should be upset that then has to come back down the hill and live in Alaska. If I were the shit, I'd be like, fuck. Now I got to go live in Anchorage. <laughs> <laughs> 
Isn't it kind of like that's a better if you're if you can climb that mountain, if you can scale that yeah. mountain, you probably eat really healthy. It's well, not like McDonald's shit. It's I not, know you, you you know that's a good point. You might, it's probably might all be, kale shit. It's yeah, just probably nourish like the nicer land. nicer shit, tighter <laughs> yeah, shit, tighter shit. Yeah, uh, but so now <laughs> they they have to carry their own shit down. Just when you thought like mountain climbing, it seems miserable anyway. And like it seems miserable. It's like they they freezing cold up. Uh, you know, I, I watched a documentary on these people who climb Mount Everest, and they just they all die up there. And that's another thing that's happening mm. in Mount Everest. These bodies, not to shit, it's, but the bodies thawing. are thawing and, uh, and, and are rolling down because they leave them up there. Uh, yeah. Uh, but now they have to carry their shit down. Uh, if you if you go up Mount McKinley or Denali, what they're calling it now, you have to take your shit back down. So there's a poor guy whose job it is is to. Um, Carry. He works for these these you know these adventure companies, and they have one guy whose job it is to pack everyone's shit up and carry it down on a backpack and bring it to the bottom of the hill and put it. I don't know where they put it, but like, I mean that's like good. a like a Sherpa is, is this guy yeah, a Sherpa? I, I mean I would say Sherpa, but I know Sherpas are, are are from that that country where Mount Everest is. So these guys are just like Americans, I think, because I I actually heard one of them being interviewed and he spoke. You know they live in Alaska, they're uh, yeah, Americans, yeah. so they're just shit collectors, not Sherpas, just shit. You know sanitation the, employees, sanitation employees, or um, whatever. But the uh, anyway, do you want the story on the the name? change oh yeah Is so uh yeah so mckinley they got that name back in uh, like 1890s. There was a guy running for uh, president whose last name is McKinley. Yeah, McKinley. Sure. Um, yeah. But Denali is what the like inhabitants of that region have called it forever. So. Oh, okay. So um, the federal government of the United States, uh, that was the name from 1917 to 2015. And then, Mount McKinley. Uh, yeah, McKinley. Oh, so it's recent that it's yeah, been yeah. changed. Okay. And then uh, it was changed, yeah, it was changed a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, there you go. That's what the USA Today is delivering. That is front page news of the USA Today is, and I'm not kidding. This is USA the headline. Today. I'm going to read you the headline as, as, as it says, Denali has a poop problem. Frozen human waste is thawing. And I'll tell you what, here's what the, they put that on there so people will buy their paper. You, yeah. know, you know who went and bought their paper when they saw that headline? Me. I went to the Hudson News in the airport and I spent two bucks on the USA Today, which I rarely ever do because I want to read that and I wanted to give you people that poop story. Alex, one more story we're going to go through here on the USA Today. Once again, a lot of uh, TV shows are on the bubble, people. This is the time of year where they're either going to be canceled or they're going to pick them up for another uh, season. So these are the shows that are on the bubble, and they're saying, you, America, needs to get out there and save these TV shows. Now, I know every year or two years we have one of those shows where people will do a campaign to save the show, and somehow it's saved. But, and. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I don't, I don't know who the fuck these people are who are that invested in a TV show where they will get and send something to the producer, you know, like something that has to do with the show. I remember a couple of years ago, they there was some show that had peanuts in it or something, and they all sent peanuts to the producers and... Tried to save the show. I forget what show that was. Maybe it wasn't even Peanuts. I don't fucking know. But anyway, these are some of the shows. There's a show called Whiskey Cavalier that's on the bubble, everybody. It's, I believe it's on CBS. Whiskey Cavalier. The dumbest fucking t- name for a TV show I've ever heard. The only thing dumber is a show that I recently watched on a plane, a movie with Jennifer Garner. She was called Peppermint. 
peppermint. I was like, oh, this would be a nice movie about, I don't know, maybe she works in a peppermint factory. No, she's a woman who's been wronged by society. So she goes and takes fucking karate classes and becomes a ninja within an hour of taking a karate class and goes out and kills those who wronged her. Let's call it peppermint. You sure you want to call it peppermint? Because I feel like that doesn't have anything to do with the storyline. Ah, what I say, I want to call peppermint and that'll be the end of it. So that's the name of the movie, Peppermint, starring Jennifer Garner. And it has nothing to do with peppermints. This, actually, it does. The little girl who was murdered, uh, her favorite candy was peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Whiskey Cavalier. I've, I've felt good in my life. I've, you know, I actually feel good right now. I feel, I feel pretty good today. I feel like I, uh, I feel okay. I've never felt Whiskey Cavalier. I've never felt that good where I'm like, that fucking feel Whiskey Cavalier today. I believe it's... That's the, Is that so, an old term? Or? I don't know. I've never heard it before. I've never heard those two words put together before. Um, there used to be a song called Feelin' Cavalier by Eben Ozen in the 80s. Great song, Feelin' Cavalier, Eben Ozen. Uh, if you could get that up, Alex. How do you I, spell Eben oh, Ozen? Oh, you know what? That's why I say if you can get that up, I have no idea. Feelin' Cavalier. And it was like, it, it was an, maybe it wasn't even called Feelin' Cavalier, but it Anyway, he did say feeling cavalier in the song. Oh, so anyway, whiskey cavalier. You want it? Oh, yes. You, you, you want it? some feeling yeah. cavalier? I guess. A E I. Oh, this was a good song in the '80s. Let's hear it. If you got it up, that's amazing, Alex. Oh wait, that was the album title was feeling cavalier. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they. I think there was a song called. Anyway, they had one hit, but that's not the point. The point is. That's on the bubble. I think feeling cavalier. I think what happened is someone. As I see this on Spotify every now and then. Songs will disappear. I think if someone buys the rights to them, so the album is called Feeling Cavalier, but there's no Feeling Cavalier on oh, the album. Oh, really? So. What What is like the number? The first song on the album. Um, the first song on the al- uh, album is Bag Lady. A E I O U. Is there a song called A E I O U? A E I O U. Um, no. Oh, you know what? Yeah, A E I O U. Sometimes why? Yeah, that's it. That's Feeling Cavalier. This is it. Sometimes why? Yeah, this is it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. He just talks. Okay. I'm going to fast forward away fast. Yeah, this is perfect. Now, let, let it play as I go over some other songs that are on the bubble right now. Um, little even in the background, A-E-I-O-U, Sometimes Why. MacGyver is on the bubble, everyone. The remake of MacGyver, which I thought was canceled years ago. Uh, apparently that's still on on the bubble. So if you want to get out there, you want to see a kid. If you want to watch a TV show about a weird looking kid who can turn a screwdriver into a tank, uh, <laughs> go save that show. Go save Whiskey Cavalier. I have no idea what it's about. Uh, Murphy Brown, Blind Spot. Who I know the girl. She. I worked with her at a restaurant many years ago. The lead of Blind Spot. Her name is uh, Jamie Alexander, um, and she was a sweet girl. And go save that. And these are shows that I guess if you're into TV, they're on the bubble. So get out there and save them. Um, that's it on that. All right, Alex. That's pretty good. There you go. That's, no, that was fine. It's fine. Uh, so that's the, the, there we are on that. Now, there's another thing I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed uh, a little bit with uh, Caitlyn Jenner and the Instagram. And now I've become uh, more obsessed with uh, Caitlyn's girlfriend's uh, Instagram. Uh, Her name is Sophia. And uh, she is also a trans person. She's 22 years old. But the reason I bring it up because it's uh, yesterday was Sophia's birthday or the day before was Sophia's birthday. Um, these are the things I know. I'm a you know, 52-year-old man who knows Sophia's birthday. Uh, I'm not proud of that. I should probably be doing more important things in my life, like concerning myself with if, with there was a, if there's been Russian meddling in the in this election. But I'm like, Russian? Who cares about Russian meddling? It's Sophia's birthday, for God's sakes, everyone. <laughs> Straighten up and fly right. Uh, they're about to cancel Whiskey Cavalier. You think I care about <laughs> this Russian meddling? This is a TV show I've never heard of in my life. It's going to about to be canceled. I'm going to write a letter to the to the editor and see if I can get this damn Whiskey Cavalier saved. And it's Sophia's birthday. So, Caitlin posts a picture on his on on her Instagram uh, that it's that it's uh that it's Sophia's birthday. And he, you know, and of course he does it's just Sophia's birthday. Sophia, it's your birthday. And then he posts a picture with a candle. And he and he got 
And she, it's a picture of her lighting the candles. And he goes, so few candles. Sophia's birthday. So few candles. Yeah, no shit, so few candles. Because she's 22, you fucking weirdo. Like, that's why there's, there's so few candles. You're 73 and your girlfriend <laughs> is 22. It's probably best not to point that out. That's a so few candles on a cake. Let me see your fucking cake, you old freak. It probably looks like the Great Chicago Fire. 85 fucking candles burning on it. I mean, what is wrong with this character? Anyway, so... So that was, I thought that was funny. Then, about two weeks ago, they post this video. Do you, I you, got the, you I have it. Okay. Have, they it's post 10 a, minutes long. No, it's not. Yeah, the real one. Oh, it is? The oh, I just of, watched a little trailer. The one on Gigi's Instagram oh, is 20, I or it's 10 minutes long. Yeah. No, okay. So what had, what this is, this is just a little thing that, that Caitlin posted with this Gigi Gorgeous. Now, I don't know who Gigi Gorgeous is. I, I've seen... I know she's done Juicy Scoop, the podcast that I do with Heather McDonald. Juicy uh, Gigi Gorgeous has been a, a, a guest on it. Now, I looked at a picture of Gigi Gorgeous, and I'm like, oh, it's a beautiful girl. I had no idea Gigi Gorgeous was a trans person. I literally would have, I don't know, I would have sucked, you know, I would have sucked a dick of this if, Gigi if Gorgeous. there's a dick at the end of that yeah, road. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have stopped. I would have said, you know what? Fuck it, everybody. Let's just, let's have, let's just do this And if you think you would have. She's gorgeous. You look at her. Beautiful Gigi person. Gorgeous. And I think she's fun. I, I think she's kind of a funny person. I think she's kind of an Instagram star or, or, or YouTube. I'm not exactly where she, you know, where she came from. But her name is Gigi Gorgeous. She's got a huge following. I think she's got a book coming out. She just did Juicy Scoop. So she's in this, like, this, this funny video that, um, that Caitlin where it's, it's called Golfing with the Girls. And uh, <laughs> it's Gigi Gorgeous, who makes, you know, says something. Do you have it? Yeah. We can play like the little, just a trailer portion. Sure. So here's like a little bit of it. We'll give you a little taste. I was going to, I was going to try okay. to get some Let's see Caitlin what it okay. giving a. That's the fun one. Caitlin has this club and it's called the Sugar Daddy. Okay. <laughs> is this Gigi she Gorgeous has, like, talking? Six Sugar Daddy clubs. <laughs> No, that's Oh, that's that's Sophia. That's Sophia. Okay, so they, anyway, they're out golfing. The sugar. Now this this is Caitlin's taking him out <laughs> golfing, which it, 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 I, first of all, fuck, you're an asshole for even doing that because you're a fucking professional, like oh, like a, a premier athlete in the world. You could probably fucking drive a ball 400 yards. You think poor Gigi Gorgeous is going to hit the ball into the woods 10 feet because her big fake tits are in the way and she can't swing a golf club. Gigi Meanwhile, you got lats. Yeah, and this, <laughs> and this fucking, you know, uh, Caitlin has been swinging golf clubs since she was, you know, 12. And it, but that's all the, that's all he does. Yeah. She does is golf in is mouth. It, <laughs> so anyway. You got is, to, it, is it funny yeah. that Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin's got a club called the Sugar Daddy? He does? That's what that's oh, what like the Oh, like was. a golf club. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, that's what, oh, when they were oh, pulling out it out of the bag of that clip, she goes... Caitlin calls this one the sugar daddy, which I find hilarious because kind of Caitlin's still kind of a sugar, sugar daddy. daddy for this girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I thought they were saying he had a club club, like that you go to. No, oh, an actual was, golf club. Oh, golf club. got it, got it. Oh, anyway, so it, you, you just you, this Caitlin is. So I don't know why. My thing that I'm, I think is funny about it is this 72 year old man is doing like sketches, like <laughs> you know, with with uh, Gigi Gorgeous, and comedy's hard, everybody. So he whips around, and goes, "I'm here for my sports expertise." I just hope these girls listen. And it's like, what are you doing, old timer? Fucking, you got ki- you got eight kids. There, you just go home and take care of your children and relax. And what are you making fucking stupid videos with Gigi Gorgeous and Sophia? Let them have their fun. Nothing against Gigi Gorgeous. She's probably a you know fine person out there trying to make her, her way in the world, YouTube star. And everyone's like, I. I so I asked my friend. I said, I, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, for my ignorance. I'm not familiar with the work of Gigi Gorgeous. I said, what is the, is she talented? Like, what did they do? What does she do? And, and my friend says, oh, she's makeup. She's famous for like makeup tutorials or something. I was like, well, makeup? Who, that's a fucking talent? Anyway, any, I mean, you go to a, you go to a drag show. They fucking can make up. So that's a talent. Those guys, you see those fucking guys? They could turn my father into Tina Turner in 15 minutes. I mean, and my father's not like Tina Turner. You put a little, uh, what do they call it, on his nose? Um, contouring? Uh-huh. Next thing you know, he's up there singing Proud Mary. <laughs> <laughs> In a in a in a fucking you know ball gown, because these people know how to do makeup. I mean that Gigi Gorgeous, I think, has f- feminine features already. 
involved. So to make her look good is not that big of a stretch. Uh, the the people at the drag shows they can turn because I've seen some of the some of the seven drag feet guys. tall. Yeah, but then they take their makeup off. And you're like, oh good Whoa. god, yeah. oh Whoa. come on now, go put the, you gotta go put a little something, a little rouge on your <laughs> cheeks kept, or something. You're some scaring everybody. Anyway. So uh, you got to watch that video. It, it, it's amazing. Uh, Caitlin golfing with the girls and Gigi gorgeous and I, you know, and it, it goes back to what I always say here. If you watch this video and you watch some other things, Caitlin, they all try to be cute and funny. Sophia and and Gigi gorgeous, and they probably are to some people. But my point is this: comedy's hard. It's hard. It's hard. We all do. Paul does it. You know, Alex does it. It's hard. It's not easy. But Caitlin thinks she could just, you know, whip around in a big giant black visor and go, I'm here for the girls. And everybody's going to fucking think it's so cute and funny. It's not because we're working every day to make this shit. Like I watch this, uh, uh, this Katy Perry on American Idol. I, I, every now and again, I'll click through American Idol. This Katy Perry doesn't understand how hard comedy is because she's trying. Oh my God. She will do, I, I guess the, the ratings on American Idol aren't doing very well. So this poor girl, they got her working overtime. She's the only one who's got any personality on the show. You got Lionel Richie on one side of her, who, nothing against Lionel Richie. I love Lionel Richie. I love the Commodores. I love solo Lionel Richie. He's a fucking great singer. He's great songs. You know, I love Lionel Richie. I actually met him once, and he was a fucking great guy. But as a personality on a television show, probably not your best choice. Um, and then you have... Uh, uh, who the country singer? What's his name? Not Bl uh, Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. Who? Luke. I, I guess in the country world, he's got a bit of a personality because he seems to host like country awards and stuff. But he uh, he don't he doesn't give much to this show either. You know, outside of you know just judging like anyone else would judge. Like, oh, she sounds nice to me, and and I've. But that's Katy Perry. I guess they pay her twenty five million dollars something to be on American Ooh. Idol, so she's got to fucking jump around and make. I mean, she's to the point now where she's so out of like material that she's just making noises. She sounds like R two D two. She's just going beep boop boop beep beep. I'm like, can you just shut the fuck up for thirty seconds and let someone else speak? Poor, let Lionel Richie talk for a little while or somebody. She's just making noise. I, and I watched one where she, she was just making noises uh, because I guess they said, you you got to lift this show up. You, you know, we have the the voice has Shelton and, and, uh, and you know, uh, Adam, Levine. Adam Levine. And they, you know, they have a shtick going on that people seem to love. They pretend they don't like each other. And, and, and then they have Jennifer Hudson or whoever else. And so they get in the ratings. So... Katy Perry is trying. You know who should be on that show? No shit. Get rid of fucking. Um, get rid of Lionel Richie. Let him go sing because he's great. And get rid of the other guy who I I, I don't th I think he's good too. I don't mind him. He's got some country hits that I don't I don't get. I think he's got a song called "Drinking on a Plane" or some stupid shit. But anyway. Who has that? What song? I, I think that guy has a song called Drinking Luke on a Plane. Luke Bryan or Blake Bryan. Oh. He's got a song called Drinking on a Plane or something about vodka. Or, I feel like every country singer now just has to rhyme uh, sand, something about the beach. It's all every song. But so, you got to rhyme sand with some sort of drink. Like a sand. Sand with a martini in Got a drink in, in my hand. <laughs> got my toes in the sand. Yeah. And that's every country song right now. Just sand and hand. Playing and with drink the band. And peanut. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. You just wrote a country Dude, song. Now. I'm a country yeah. singer. We just we just wrote a number one hit for uh, Rascal Flats. Um, anyway, <laughs> they should have let Katy Perry stay and put on wacky outfits. Then you have uh, Gigi Gorgeous on one side and Caitlyn on the other, and they judge the, um, the the singers. They come out and Caitlyn goes, "Oh, now what is your talent?" <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, you play the guitar. Uh, anyway, and then somebody plays, and then Gigi Gorge goes, You're amazing. I'm Gigi. <laughs> How many, is that Gigi Gorgeous? That's Gigi Gorgeous. That was, I don't know. I never heard Gigi Gorgeous uh, talk. I, I felt like that I was assume, almost a Trump. I assume she talks something like this because <laughs> it does sound a little Trump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grab him by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, we've gone too far, everybody. Hey, guy, guy, you know in what? all honesty, Gigi Gorgeous, 
go to the she just posted a before and after she's beautiful yeah i mean yeah, yeah. no i got no i don't i think caitlin looks fine caitlin looks uh, good you're going way too far with no that. no 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 <laughs> you know but i mean the hand you got big hands i i don't know there's not a way to fucking work the hands when you do that especially when you're you know bruce jenna go to kate because bruce was a big guy and now it's just a big gal with a you know strapless dress on and big giant hands <laughs> But Gigi Gorgeous seemed like she has like you know she had all su- subtle features to begin with, from what I from what I believe. Anyway, well, here we go. Let's wrap this thing up with our the way we like to close it as always is compare. What do we got? Is the song of the day, Alex? Here's the number one song. And actually, you know what we're gonna do this time? We're not gonna do a number one song in the country because we're gonna do a song that will be number one if I have my way. It's um, trending. It's called Whiskey Cavalier. No, no. It, it's uh, it's 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 by uh, it's, uh Ariana, Ariana Grande, Grande and Victoria and, Monet. And Victoria Monet, who wrote it with her, I guess Victoria Monet is a, is a singer and a, and a writer who's written quite a few of Ariana Grande's songs. And uh, now the the con- not a controversy, but the story behind this one is it came out a couple of days ago, and they're saying that in this song Ariana Grande seems to hint at the fact that she might be bisexual. With this girl, right? There's a line in the song that says something along. What's the name of the song? Monopoly. Uh, Monopoly. Yeah. Uh, there's a line in the song that says something along the lines of "I got my girl" or, or something in Monopoly. Uh, and so that's that's been you know like hey maybe maybe she's swinging both ways this Ariana Grande and more power to her. If Ariana Grande wants to do that, I would like to see Ariana Grande go. You know. Going at it with a Gigi Gorgeous. I'd yeah, watch that. Yeah. I'd watch that on a you know for a few minutes. I'd watch them play golf. They're so beautiful <laughs> together. I would. Uh, you know what? And have and have Caitlin teach them golf. Have Caitlin. I teach them his expert. My sports expertise. I hope they listen. Uh, anyway, uh, let's hear a little bit of um, Monopoly. Of Monopoly by Ariana Grande. Okay. Not bad. Is this it? This is, is this it? is good. Yeah, this is like you know every every song. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Now I'm gonna have you get this next song up because I feel like your phone sounds better than mine when All you right. do it. Anything? It's a, it's a bit, iPhones are. Is that yeah? Uh, I have news for you. This is a Galaxy Nine, right? Nine. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, this, this is a cracked iPhone. Yeah, I'm this sorry. is a nine. Um, I know they have a ten out now, but I fucking stay with the nine. All right. Thank you very much. It wasn't. Uh, what, what's our? Well, what was our song? I know. Oh, uh, uh, the, the, oh so, so what we're going to do yeah. now is uh, this is from 1973. The song was released. In, so I'm. So, but my point is, when I do these, is the fact that that's Ariana Grande's song is something you can have fun to. It's a good song. It's about you know maybe it's a, a little bit of lesbian overtones in it, and people are having a good time <laughs> listening to it and dancing to it. When I was growing up, the songs I play I have been playing for the last few weeks are just you know there's no way you can have fun to them because they're about like death and suicide and, and somebody's dying or, or tr- convoy. There's a truck. We got a whole line of trucks going down the street. How do you like that? That's a song. Uh, So this one is called um, Billy Don't Be a Hero. It's by Paper Lace. Came out in 1973. Huge hit. Paper Lace, we did a song by them a few uh, weeks ago called The Night Chicago Died. Same band. Uh, And um, this is called Billy Don't Be a Hero. Now, basically with this, do you, can you get it up? Okay. Uh, So this is basically a song about the girls saying, Billy, don't be a hero. Don't not at the, at our wedding. Like I want, I love you, and I want to get married to you. Hey, let's let's hear a little of it. Go ahead, Alex. Billy, don't be here. Nineteen seventy three. Paper lace. Okay. This is the woman talking to Billy. She's saying, "Don't be a hero, Billy." Mm-hmm. Not bad. She's saying, "I'd like to be your wife." He's at he's at war currently. He's at in battle. Okay. I'm uh, as as Alex is playing this. I'm trying to get the lyrics up. So go ahead and keep playing, Alex. Right. Uh, sounds good. Thank you all for listening to Cover to Cover. I hope you people are enjoying this as you drive to work or do your errands around the house. I hope you're not being heroes today. I hope uh, hope you're like Billy and you're not out doing too much. Don't be a hero. Don't get up on the roof this Saturday and and try and clean out the gutters and fall off. Don't be a hero. Listen to Paper Lace and uh, and be a little more like. Um, like Billy and don't be a hero. 
Anyway, Billy's still at war, and the wife is still mm-hmm. encouraging him not to be a hero. Be careful. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to get you the actual lyrics. Okay. Full lyrics. Okay. It's the end of the song. Oh, here's the... Okay. So here's the end of the song. Now you can turn it off, Alex. Or just turn it down a little. I'll just tell you this. So, uh... He's a, the soldier blues are trapped on a hillside, the battle raging all around. The sergeant cried, we've got to hang on, boys. Uh, we got to hold this piece of ground. This this is the sergeant now talking to Billy after his wife has already told him, don't be a hero. We need a volunteer to ride out, bring us back some extra men. And Billy's hand went up uh, the moment, forgetting all the words that she said. Billy said, I'll go get those men for you. Um, she said, and we go back into the chorus, Billy, don't be a hero. Don't be a fool with your life. Billy, don't be a hero. Come back and make me your wife. So Billy's raised his hand already. He's not going to, he's just, he didn't listen to a fucking word she said. Uh, As Billy started to go, she said, keep your pretty head low, Billy. Don't be a hero. Come back to me. So these are all the things. Billy went running off into battle. I heard his fiance got a letter that told how Billy died that day. This is a hit song that we were supposed to be dancing to. That was how, this is how it ends. Billy died that day. The letter said that he was a hero. She should be proud that he died that way. I heard she threw that letter away. <laughs> what a cunt. <laughs> I mean, this fucking guy fucking goes out and saves an entire fucking battalion of soldiers and send and they send a letter back to his lady saying, hey, you know what? He died a hero. She goes, I don't care. I told him not, I to, told be him not to be a hero. Crumpled up the letter and threw it away. Paper lace, everybody. 1973. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you being here, buddy. Thank you for doing the sound. Hopefully, I won't get a block away from here and hear that you fucked it up, too. Alex, you are the greatest. I love having you here, Alex. Thank you for continually contributing. Thank you all for listening to Cover to Cover. Come see me in Boston, April, I believe it's 15th, 16th, 17th. I'll be at Laugh Boston. Come, Frangiola.com has all my dates. You fuckers better come to my live shows. Uh, Thank you. Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.